I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the live edition of the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, and back with me today responsible for that awesome intro opening clip although i was the brains behind it he's the execution is justin hill billy boy campbell what's up man not much i thought you i thought you would be pleased with that uh i i like that you can hear the uh the producer in the background counting it down so so we can transition straight from the countdown into the intro (laughs) and it's a perfect perfect live show introduction yeah that's exactly what i was envisioning I wonder if we'll get slapped with like some sort of uh, copyright issue from O'Reilly. Usually, cease and desist. Usually not, especially not on uh, on uh, Rumble. Like if we were if we were doing it on YouTube, probably. But and that wouldn't even be from uh, from Fox or anything like that. It would come from YouTube. Like they're they're some pieces of shit. They, yeah. they try to censor everything. <laughs> Sean thinks we can throw in dog, dog-based pony soldier at the end. Maybe. That's a is that that was a Joe Biden thing. Yeah. Yeah. I dude, he's got so many good ones. It'd be hard to pick. And I remember when he first um, when he first won election, I was playing around with the timing of it, and I just couldn't make any of them work i don't know maybe i'm just too attached to the the intro that we have leave the intro and, and build them into the outro could do that then you get we it on have a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe the one uh some way that he ends one of his speeches i'm sure we could find something good there um speeches that apparently he gets paid a lot of money to do <laughs> i don't know if i Oh, I, d- I did send you uh, this article because the number of bribes and um, influence peddling number, uh, the number of money, uh, the amount of money, sorry, haven't had my coffee yet, bumping the show up to noon your time. It's 11 o'clock for me here. Um, the amount of money that the Biden crime family has been getting from foreign entities seems to be climbing. We're now talking... 20 to 30 million is the latest estimate ba- based on some banking figures. Um, actually, I can hear your background now. I'm assuming that's you. Uh, probably. Yeah. 
Um, this is, <laughs> you know, this is in the wake of all of the, obviously all of the Trump stuff that they're going after him for. Um, it was originally supposed to be the only thing that they were talking about was five million to Hunter and five million to the big guy. But they've been doing some some more investigation into banking records. And I actually pulled up the uh, let me pull that up, too. But it looks like there's a lot more money here than meets the eye. If you're believing what the Republicans are telling you in the uh, the House Oversight Committee. And you believe some of these whistleblowers and some of these unidentified sources who claim to have audio tapes and things like that that are incriminating to the Biden family. What do you what do you think? You think where there's smoke, there's fire, or is this um, it's just book sales and speaking fees, which is what I hear all the NPCs responding on Twitter. So when this House Oversight Committee first really started digging into this, uh, Comer had come out a couple months ago. I guess it was back in January or February. And he said, everything that you think might that we might be finding is so much worse. Like, I, I don't doubt it for a second. I mean, it's the, the fact that in, what was it, 2015, Joe Biden was literally on video bragging about the fact that he was withholding uh, aid to Ukraine unless they got rid of the the investigator who was supposed to be looking into the Burisma stuff. Like, I, he's literally on video bragging about withholding aid to Ukraine until unless they get rid of the the investigator who's going to be who's looking into the barista stuff and then you've got all of the hunter laptop stuff with the big guy you've got oh but there's uh, no chain of custody on the laptop no chain of custody <laughs> well and then you've got all the uh i just thought these the are the arguments that you hear from the other side on this no chain of custody uh yeah like there's there's, there's returns have been out there they've been out there forever and these are booked these are book deals. These are speaking tours. That's the 16 million jump. He went from like, uh, uh, you know, 500,000 or something to 16 million. Well, <laughs> I forget the, what the exact numbers are. That was one of the really interesting things that, that kind of caught my attention during the 2020 campaign was when they were talking about uh, Trump's tax returns and blah, 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 all, you know, they, they made such a big deal of Trump's tax returns. And then they said, well, here's, here's Joe Biden's tax returns. He paid $5 million in taxes and it's all right here in his returns. I'm like, hold the fuck up. What this dude has done nothing but be a public servant his entire life. Like what is, why is he paying in $5 million? Like, do you know how much money he had to have made to, to, or had to have reported to pay in $5 million. Like where the fuck is that coming from? Right. Holy well, and hell. that's, it's so typical of just the, the corporate press and the NPC culture where it's just like, they don't even see a story there. They're just like, look, here's the proof. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Where, why is he making so much money? What, what's going on here? His salary is supposed to be like $175,000 a year or something. <laughs> and, and he's paying uh, 15 times that in taxes. Right. 
it, it, it's crazy. Like, so that should be alarming. That should cause you to ask more questions. And, and we're kind of running into the same thing with the Donald Trump indictment where it's like the, the audio tapes that they're using as like their smoking gun that Donald Trump was keeping classified documents was he was like, Hey, look at these classified documents. They prove that the, the, the deep state is lying to you and they're trying to say that I was starting war or I was like pining for war with Iran. And here's the documents that prove that they're lying and I'm telling the truth. And everyone's just like, see, he's got classified documents. Like, wait, wait, wait there's a much bigger story here. And it's like, why, why are they making so much money? And even if it is, let's say it is book sales and speaking, speaking fees. That's the fucking bribe, ladies and gentlemen. That's how they get paid on the back end of this. Nobody is paying money to hear Joe Biden speak unless it's a fucking comedy routine and they want a good laugh. This guy can't put a fucking sentence together. He can't get through a conversation. You're not getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to speak on your speaking merits alone. It's a form of payment. You don't pay a bribe and like like they wanted Donald Trump to identify his payments to Stormy Daniels as bribe money or hush money. You don't label it like that. You buy fucking 85,000 copies of his shitty book that was ghost written. It's uh, I'm sure complete bullshit. It's something about my dad. Uh, I forget the name of it. It just sounds just so fucking cheesy and made up Joe Biden bullshit. And uh, you don't pay to hear him speak. You pay the fee to hear him speak, and I guarantee you there was almost nobody there that paid the speaking fee that were there. You just send your, like, fucking underlings there as, like, a work assignment after you pay the fucking thousands of dollars to go, uh, you know, for his speaking fee. That's the bribe. That's what the bribe is. It's not going to be labeled bribe money on his taxes. It's, yeah, some fucking weird foreign national company in, in Ukraine bought uh, 200,000 copies of his book and he rolled it through some company that he uh, you know he, he set up 20 shell companies one of those companies took all the book sales like why are the book sales being funneled through some some weird company that he set up did you see supposedly the uh, Burisma whistleblower is dead when it's found dead I saw somebody mention that in like a comment section I haven't had time to to look at it. Did they they took out the fucking whistleblower for, for the Burisma thing? Uh, that's what it's that's what it's looking like. I've seen it uh, I've seen it reported in a few different places, but I I haven't seen one that's like really really uh, like a firm like definite. This is a trusted source that you would get it from. So I don't yeah. I don't know a hundred percent if I believe it or not, but, but nobody would be surprised. Nobody would right. be surprised if it happened. There's no news coverage of it and nobody seems to care. Um, it, it, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And just imagine, I know we, we always do this, but it's like, imagine if it was Trump with this much fucking evidence piling up around something that he did. Like the best, the best case scenario they can get him on is paying, uh, you know, some hooker not to say something, and then um, keeping classified documents that he wasn't supposed, like without, without unclassifying them properly, uh, you know, some procedural <laughs> error, like the some made up government procedure that he didn't follow correctly. 
And yeah, he, he, they're going to put him in prison for the rest of his life for that. But Joe Biden, it's just book sales, book sales and uh, speaking fees. Same with Hillary Clinton got a bunch of speaking fees. Those all seem to and donations to her, um, you know, charity, the Clinton Foundations just seem to dry up magically when she lost election to Donald Trump and didn't have any more influence to peddle. Uh, Barack Obama's speaking fees were notorious. Like he was getting 500,000, 600,000 a speech. Same with uh, Bill Clinton was getting a couple hundred G's to speak. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, then, and then they always have their uh, their presidential library that is just another way of funneling money and and uh, creating a. I, yeah, I mean, you it's, have to wash the money, ladies and gentlemen. You can't just <laughs> you you can't just end up with an extra fucking ten fifteen million in your bank account. You have to come up with ways of justifying it. Like all you and need so, to yeah, do turn out a book is watch Ozark on Netflix, and then you start to see all of this stuff, and it's like, oh, oh, that's that all makes so much sense now. It's like there the the u.s government is the cartel and this is the way that they clean their money so that they can all keep getting their speaking fees and and everything else aka these massive kickbacks from huge corporations and all of their uh ties to foreign governments and everything else to make sure that policy gets driven in the right direction like like at one time i think hunter biden one of nancy pelosi's uh, like nephews or something. Chuck Schumer had a family, like a younger family member. And I want to say Harry Reid also had a family member who were employed by Ukrainian energy companies, like all, all at the same time, like during like post 2014, but like before 2018, before um, Zelensky came into office, like when, when the U S was really kind of tipping it, how things were being, how business was being done in Ukraine. Like all of the democratic big shots had family members in prominent positions with these energy, these massive energy companies in Ukraine. Like none, none of these, none of these assholes went to college for that or have any experience with that or anything like anything like that. Like they are there exclusively to be the connection to the power in the U S to make sure that the right wheels get greased. They're, they probably have some engineering engineering background in terms of the energy sector. They know a lot about uh, the grease and, grease and squeaky wheels. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, it's so obvious and in your face at this point that anybody that pretends that the politicians are getting are make. Dude, the other thing that's just insane to me is how much disdain they have for like people in the private sector that create a product or build a company and make millions of dollars off of it. They're evil. They're not paying their workers a fair share, blah, blah, blah. Like they're abusing everybody. They're, um, they're taking advantage of people. And then you have these pussy politicians that do their entire existence is, is that of a parasite. They're leeches. They've never created anything. I know. Yes. Uh, Sean pointed out that Joe Biden was a lifeguard, you know, Allegedly, do we even have proof of that? The guy lies about every fucking thing. I wouldn't even be surprised that the whole corn pop story was complete bullshit. Um, but yeah, they they've never done anything. They've been paid by the taxpayers. They get to they get all of this um, just 
praise heaped upon them. It's disgusting. And then, yes, they're making all of these shady fucking corrupt backroom deals, getting millions of dollars for it. And, and then the people that are, you know, paying, basically paying their salaries, paying for the corruption are carrying water for him. I oh, just wrote a book. Speaking fees. No chain of custody on the laptop. Like, dude, look, there's there's 10,000 pictures of Hunter Biden with his dick out and a crack pipe in his mouth. <laughs> like, where did they get the pictures for it? Even though there was no chain of custody. Well, how did they slip in all these pictures? <laughs> the, the whole thing is just ridiculous. And it just goes to show you how how um, disgusting politics is and how poisonous it is, where it just breaks people's brains. People will, will go to, they will die on this hill that Joe Biden is not corrupt and that all these other politicians aren't corrupt, but that there, there is just one, one really bad, uniquely evil politician in Donald Trump. He's the only one. None of them, none of these other ones could possibly have done anything wrong. So let's see. It looks like it was initially it was Hannity that had reported that the Burisma whistleblower was found dead. But that article is now gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So I wonder that that seems odd, but also, hmm. I mean, it could be one of those things that it's like, uh, do do I really <clears throat> do I really want to leave this up? Like, is it worth is it if if he was found dead, how long does this article stay up before uh, I'm right in, yeah. in that boat as well? And usually if it's if it's something that's obviously not true, they won't take it down. They'll just put a fact check thing next to it <laughs> or underneath it. Though if it's the Hunter Biden laptop, they stop you from fucking passing it around they take it down um usually when an article or something disappears there's something else going on they're 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 afraid of that one it's not that they they can't just like slap a, oh this is debunked oh and so this was an interesting one speaking of shit that's like disappeared uh there was a it was like an admissions test um uh, done by Volvo's like manufacturing department to see uh, how their electric cars like stacked up. And what they determined was that the amount of uh, like greenhouse gases and stuff generated from producing an electric car was in excess of that, which is produced by the life of a, <laughs> of a regular gas burning vehicle. Like, it, it you have to it would be about eight years or so before they like break even and then from that eight year point forward then your electric car is doing better environmentally than what your gas burner would be doing except that the primary reason that these electric cars are so environmentally unfriendly is because of what goes is because of the process and everything that goes into making the batteries for them and the average life of a battery on one of those electric cars is about eight years so at the point that you hit the break-even point where the where your electric car is now starting to do better environmentally than the gas burner now yeah, you've got to replace the battery and start all over again so like 
Awesome. Yeah. Nail just but constantly nailing that, like, it. So the research on that, that, that disappeared. Like I had the article pulled up and uh, I, I just as dumb luck would have it, I've still got some of the stuff saved. So I'm trying to like cobble together enough of the data to put together a, a good, like a, a good comprehensive episode on it. But like when I went back to, to get some of the other stuff and like fill the whole thing out, it's gone. It's, it's just disappeared. Like it doesn't exist anymore. I got a yeah. uh, 404 page does not exist error. <laughs> right. We're, we're getting to the point where you have to like copy and paste the article into like a Microsoft word document or something and save it to your hard drive. Right. If you're not taking screenshots of everything, you're just wait a couple of days. It won't be there anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. My old man just bought a, a hybrid car and he was like, really, just really fucking bragging, I guess, to my mom about like, yeah, it's a hybrid. Like you can do it. It goes electric. And my mom like reads the fucking manual. It's hybrid for half a kilometer. <laughs> and then it's gas. And it's like half a kilometer. She's like, I don't even think I can drive to your sister's house who lives like five minutes away and be fully electric. <laughs> but it qualifies as a hybrid. I, I had I had a rental one time and it was one of those hybrids and uh, you could pull up like a display and it would show you if it was running off of electric or if it was running off of gas or like what it was doing. The only time that that thing ever ran on electric was if you either were like coasting down a hill or sitting, sitting idling at a stop sign. The entire rest, anytime it was actually like moving and you were pushing on the gas, that thing was, or you were pushing on the gas pedal. It was burning gas. Like it, it, it was not running on electric for anything that was actually necessary. Right. Necessary. And I mean, like, wouldn't that just be kind of the same if you had a gas car? <laughs> like, they, they got the ones that shut off the engine now when you're stopped, and then like as soon as the you, you put your foot on the gas, it clicks back on. I've seen that. Uh, I guess if you're driving like a manual car and you're coasting in neutral, you wouldn't be using a lot of gas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. The whole thing is just so ridiculous. And I, I don't know. I mean, they're coming up with all of these mandates now, too, that you have to, by 2035 or something, uh, there's not going to be any any new gas cars in California or something like that. It's just like they don't even have the charging stations for it. I've been seeing these videos of people. Um, look at the VW Electric C. Electric car, I think that was supposed to be. Yeah. I, no doubt. I, I think it's a cool technology. I just this, this idea that we're we have to shove it down the throat of everybody because it's green energy. It the green energy is like one of the biggest fucking corrupt boondoggles of of my lifetime. It's just a buzzword. It almost doesn't mean anything. You know, it's like organic. I guess with, with food, that means there's no pesticides. But if they put organic on air, like natural on, on any other product, you know, it's complete bullshit. And that's that's a weird thing with that whole industry and, and the things that get labeled as organic or all natural and stuff like that. It's like it's it's all just about the wording. And, and if you look at uh, like the FDA requirements on stuff or the USDA requirements on stuff, the the way that they can get a, uh, a an organic rating like it's it's never actually like purely organic there's always a certain level of tolerance that 
the the of play that you have in it. And like we had talked about before, like if there's a, a maximum limit to how much of some other random bullshit they can put in stuff, you can bet that you're getting the entirety of that maximum limit. Like they're if they if they're allowed to put four percent human remains in a in your uh, you know vegan burger, you're getting four percent human remains. No no less. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I've been kind of going down that rabbit hole the last couple of weeks and it's just dude, everything is fucking poison, essentially. Like everything. They all have fucking toxic chemicals in them. There's nothing you could eat, there's nothing you could use that's say like you have to basically you have to grow all your own food, you have to make your own like fucking you everything has to be like wood or bamboo or something like that. You can't use any of these plastic things. It's crazy. No no lotion like sunblock and stuff like that. All these lotions with fragrances, they're all fucking toxic. I don't know what the long-term effects of it are, but yeah. Talking about the whole thing being a scam. What else we like, got in I, the air? I, I remember seeing this. I, I had to go find the uh, find the screenshot of it because <laughs> they because they actually took this article down and changed the headline. Uh, but but uh, the energy crisis was meant to spur a green revolution, but the world wasn't ready. wasn't ready, and then people were like wait, what you're telling us is that the energy crisis was deliberate and that this was something that was like planned and y'all were trying to push push green energy on people and then you got pushback? Like you're you're actually saying the quiet parts out loud so then like the article got scrubbed and they and uh, they re, republished it under like a, a different headline or something. Like they, they openly admit that this was the plan. It was to destroy the energy grid so that people have to be relying on this green bullshit. But at least a portion of the reason why there is an energy crisis is because they keep shuttering perfectly functional coal and gas-powered plants to bring up these wind turbines or these wind farms and these solar plants that can't handle the energy output that's needed to keep everything running. Like, yeah. it's just, it's a, it's a huge joke. No. Yeah, and nuclear, I mean... There, there's no push for nuclear power where it's like the cleanest fucking best option that we have at the moment. And they're not interested in it because nuclear is a scary word. But it's Chernobyl and the, uh, what was it? The, the plant in uh, Japan when the that tsunami hit and they had, and it went underwater and they had all the, like toxic water and stuff that came out of that. But like it didn't, that wasn't anything long-term. Yeah. Uh, Scott, uh, Sean says Fukushima. Yeah. So like there have been a couple of really bad incidences where something happened with nuclear and, and like in the case of Chernobyl, that was mostly because of mismanagement by mismanagement by the government you know, go figure in Soviet Russia. And then with the Fukushima, that's, that was like an act of God thing. Like, the, the odds of that happening ever again are slim to none, but they use the most extreme cases of of something happening as, this is why we can't do this because it's so dangerous when it's like statistically not at all dangerous. Yeah, well, um, I, I, all I know is that the uh, the current administration seems to have no 
viable plan for proceeding the way that they want to go. Uh, the the grid as as of right now, they've admitted to this, cannot handle what they're planning to do. There's no there's no plan to fix that. There's no there's no plan. It's always just like hope and change. The whole thing is hope and change. And we're just gonna say this, and then we're gonna do it by 2035. How are you gonna get there? I don't know, but it sounds good. We'll put it down on paper. Um, yeah. All right. Good luck with that. Okay. Keep keep taxing people. Keep taking their money, and we'll see. I mean, how long have they been talking about green energy? My entire life, for sure. We're coming up on 40 years here pretty soon. And this has been a, a huge talking point. They've been doing the climate change shit for like, I don't know, 60 years. Been wrong about that uh, every step of the way. You know, if they just put some of their uh, misspent funds towards towards the climate crisis, they probably could have already fixed it. I mean, it's uh, since 2004, $3 trillion in uh, misspent taxpayer money. Yeah. I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> Three trillion actually seems a little low considering how much they're spending every year. So my hat's off to the government. I, I take everything back about uh, inefficiencies, waste, fraud, abuse, all that stuff. Uh, I love when they break it down. <laughs> There's a part in there where it's like... Uh, $625 million a day or something is misspent. <laughs> it's just absolutely great. So yeah, uh, an incorrect payment. There you go. 20.5 billion a month, 675 million a day. That's um, what they're misappropriating. Now this just means, it means that they're either sending money to the wrong person or they sent the wrong amount or something to that effect. So um, yeah, 675 million a day is uh, misallocated. <laughs> but we need to give them more money, obviously. Uh, they, they can't... I, I'm not surprised that they cannot manage the amount of money that they're spending. I mean, when you're churning out six, seven trillion dollars a year in payments, I'm not surprised that you can't fucking handle that amount of volume. Right, like... How many accountants do you need to keep up with that much money? Uh, that's just insane. Well, they don't even fucking try. And then when you when you audit them and they're they're missing a couple trillion, like the Pentagon, it's just like, oh yeah, well we need we need to hire more people. We need more money. We need more funding so that we can get a handle on how much money we've lost already. Yeah, what was <laughs> it? The Pentagon or the the Department of Defense? failed their audit for like an eighth year yeah. in a row some some like 300 billion dollars worth of assets that just they don't even know where they are they have no clue it's shit's just gone it's just fucking gone yeah it's yes. just like we have no idea what happened to the money and there's nothing nobody's like in trouble for it could you imagine if you worked for a fucking company and there was just like 30 percent of their fucking budget disappeared and nobody's looking into it. Nobody's, in, and you're just like, you're, you're just kind of like indignant about being asked about where the money went. Well, it's and just for like, them, it's not even their budget. Like it's 
physical assets that they have no idea where that shit is. It's, that's, it's like if you had a garage that had 50 cars in it and you don't know where 20 of them are. Like, uh, what happened to all of your cars? Fuck if I know. We, we're not going to try to find them. We'll get more money and buy more next year. Like, that's like, that's. The... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we just need to replace the ones that we've lost. Yeah, like, yeah. What about this? audit? I don't know if you know how an audit works. You know, when John Stewart was interviewing that lady, she was just like, yeah, insulting his intelligence. And like, dude, this, this is how audits work. And he's like, and then he backpedaled, which, which kind of drove me crazy. He's like, well, yeah, I may not know exactly how an audit works, like the definition of this, the definition. It's like, dude, don't fucking cower to these, these assholes. They are fucking stealing trillions of dollars from you. What was it two, three years ago when uh, NASA couldn't explain why they spent $14,000 on a cup of coffee? Like some somebody like somebody was doing some laundering there and moved the wrong decimal point around and <laughs> yeah and they got caught and that so there's no explanation for it because it's like uh yeah that was going to somebody else's pocket and we fucked up yeah just ignore that ignore that don't don't talk about it ever again one time mistake yeah but but just remember every time they say they need more taxes they need to increase this they need to take more from not from you of course it's always somebody else that needs to pay more just remember that that day 675 million went to the wrong people and the day before that 675 million and the day before that 675 million and the day after tomorrow 670 i feel like i'm kamala harris now <laughs> today is today <laughs> And tomorrow is today, yesterday. <laughs> and it doesn't matter which one of, one of those days, days it is. $675 million dollars is being misallocated. Yes. Every single one of those days that Kamala Harris was talking about, $675 million in payments went to the wrong people or the wrong amounts. And um, yes, this is your government. This is who's in charge of everything. This is who you want to give more control to. This is who you want to give more power to as well. They can't do the most basic things, the most basic government functions they fail miserably at, and yet they want to do more. And it's, it's, it's so great to just have the, like the head of the government now look as incompetent as government actually is. It's one of the best things about having Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in there. It's like, yeah, that's how gov like they are how government is all the time. It's just they used to be able to put a good face on it. You know, they'd have a Barack Obama in there with a silver tongue. He could, you know, talk and talk and just sound everything sounds great. Everything looks like it's under control because he's calm and cool and collected. And so you think, yeah, like the government's being managed by competent people. But underneath all of that, it's all just a bunch of fucking Joe Bidens and Kamala Harris's. All right. What's next? Moving right along. Well, Holy shit. it is it is Pride Month, and we haven't really covered a whole lot of Pride Month stuff. I mean, we've done a little bit. This was a uh, this was kind of an interesting headline. doesn't Doesn't surprise me at all, but um, it is it is definitely something. Blair White censored by YouTube for showing sexually sexually explicit Pride Parade footage where children were present. Uh, they'll uh, they'll censor these 
pride parades on YouTube, but they won't they won't censor them in real life and prevent kids from seeing them there. Yeah, this is pretty funny. So she she's it's on her YouTube channel or something. She put out some pride parade footage and YouTube censors it because it's inappropriate for children. I, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this at, at, at this point. I mean, yeah, obviously children should not be exposed to a bunch of crazy fucking naked people prancing around the streets, flashing their ass and tits everywhere, uh, doing it on the White House lawn, covered that last week. Or maybe that was earlier this week. I, I don't remember. But um, it's just so classic. You violated YouTube's terms and conditions which you know i uh <laughs> i tend to disagree with a lot of their restrictions but this one i'm okay with <laughs> this one <laughs> was, i'm this, okay with yeah that was what was actually really funny about this was like uh in a post blair said youtube has age restricted my video containing pride parade footage if it's not appropriate for minors to watch on youtube how is it appropriate for them to go to the actual events and then later on she says like i agree with youtube completely this stuff should be age restricted. It's it's not for kids. Like you're, you're making my point for me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful, and it's like age restrict the parades. Then, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy what they're able to get away with under this two uh, S LGBTQIA plus umbrella. If you put, if you paint it in a rainbow, you can get away with just about anything you know it's like that that donald trump quote i could shoot somebody in the middle of wall street or whatever and and still get elected uh they could pretty much do the same thing it, you can you can almost kill somebody under the banner of lgbt and still have the entire fucking uh media press hollywood academia behind you 100 percent Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And I, I mean, I don't, I didn't watch this. Well, I, I guess I couldn't because it was restricted. But I've, I have seen a lot of these parades. Uh, there used, I used to get caught up in the one in Chicago quite a bit because it would go through part of my neighborhood. Um, yeah, it's, it's inappropriate for kids. But if you, if you listen to, there was, um, there was the, the debate. I guess it was a debate on. Uh, no way jose podcast did you listen to that yeah. um the, the 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 kids and children are, are just making these decisions for themselves they're not being influenced they're not being propagandized this is just an organic movement uh it's from the bottom up the children are deciding that they're part of the lgbt or 2s lgbtqia plus um they're transitioning they want to transition on their own this is completely organic Nobody's targeting kids. Um, nothing like that. All right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then you walk into Target and there's like a whole display of in the kids section. There's children's books. <laughs> um, the, the gay BCs. I don't know if you remember that book. Uh, I, I tweeted it out, I think, at that guy in the debate because I was like, oh, yeah, the, the, the kids are just totally making this decision on their own. And then you see these children's books, it, the gay BCs. And it's like B is for bisexual. C is for coming out of the closet. <laughs> it's like, yeah, OK. 
totally organic movements here. And then there's well, another, uh, the bill, can you pull up the one with the, I think I sent it to you that there's that black lady that got, uh, somebody to transition her three-year-old. Uh, uh, I didn't see that. Where was Did I that? not send that to you? Mm -mm. Maybe I just flagged it. I was going to say, I, I do have an article where there are, uh, Oh, it's the it's the sure. last thing I sent you. It's the Dave versus Goliath thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do have this. Hold up. Proposed bill will allow state to take custody of your children and order sex surgery. This is uh, this is getting pretty fucking creepy. I mean, as soon as I saw this headline, I was like, "This is what the wood chipper is for. It's for these people." You want to listen to this video? Yeah, sure. She's giving so her explanation or telling the story about her kid. Yeah, yeah. this is Delaware State Re State House Representative Deshauna Neal talking about how a social worker by the name of Jill Gomer helped her begin to transition her then three-year-old son. I don't know if you're listening, but Jill Gomer, you saved our family's life. When I emailed Jill about my three-year-old who had at this point been diagnosed as clinically depressed in the 98 percentile. It was a book. I'm like, my child has stopped talking. My child is not answering to her name. And I was like, I was watching, like I'm watching my child die in front of me and I don't know what to do. And she wrote me back like within 20 minutes. She only saw adults at that point in time. But her email said, I would like for you to come in because I think we can set a precedent. She had colleagues tell her if she helped us, she could lose her license. And it wasn't a good idea. And in the most professional terms, she said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> did, did we talk about the, the thing that I'd done an episode on a while back of this uh, lesbian couple that started transitioning uh, one of their kids? It was like, I think, 10, 9 or 10. And then because they're because their therapist said that they should. And then their other younger kid that was like six or seven started acting out and doing bullshit and saying that he wanted to be transitioned too. So, so then they started doing that only to realize that all of this was actually doing more harm to these kids than, than good. And have since like gone completely against the whole like transitioning kids thing. And like, and it's a, it's a, it's a lesbian couple. Like it's, they're like full on, 2s lgbtq activists or had been and the whole like the whole experience um turned them against the whole thing because it because of seeing what the what these what this therapist was doing to their kids in pushing and promoting this this sort yeah, of shit I, I don't quite remember talking about that but i i can't say i'm surprised i mean this is the idea that you're going to take an i even if it was like let's hypothetically i mean we all know that this is not true but let's say independent of any outside influence your three-year-old five-year-old 10-year-old 12-year-old 16-year-old kid 
decided to they did they wanted to transition they're a fucking kid like how many dumb ideas do kids come up with how many phases do they go through that they grow out of um you know when i was a kid so you know i played baseball all the way up uh, to college <clears throat> i i'm right-handed i i always threw right-handed i do everything right-handed i learned how to bat left-handed why did i learn how to bat left-handed my older sister was left-handed. So I wanted to, and she, she played softball. So like we're playing, you know, baseball with my dad or whatever, and she's swinging left-handed. I wanted to swing like the way she was swinging. And my dad's like, oh, this is great. You know, he's left hand, he's right-handed, but he'll learn how to bat left-handed and then he can become a switch hitter easier because he's right-handed, uh, which is basically what happened. But I, I was never that good of a switch hitter. I mostly left-handed, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's what your older siblings doing. So you want to mimic it. The, the idea that you're just going to let these children make decisions for themselves in this only in this one area, too. It's it's so ridiculous. So I saw something that was really funny that that goes along with this. So this is a, a middle school in Massachusetts, uh, Burley, uh, Burlington Pride School Pride event. The students destroyed decorations and chanted USA or my pronouns. These are a bunch of middle schoolers in Massachusetts. And the school is like all up in all up in an outrage over it. Like, this is not what we stand for in the state of Massachusetts and blah, 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 blah. And like really pissed off because these <laughs> these kids like disrupted a, a, a pride event at their middle school. Well, there was somebody in the comments on this that yeah, said, "Well, I, I'm I'm a little offended. I I I only see LGBTQ plus there. What about the rest of it? The, you got to yeah, write out the no whole fucking S. thing. No, we're not no shying AI. away from it anymore. It should be two S LGBTQIA plus. Now, what the plus stands for at this point, I have no idea. <laughs> but what about the intersectionals and the asexuals?" And the two souls, are they not being celebrated? I actually uh, was looking up the plus uh, to see if so. Furries do not count in the plus, but a lot of people who are in the two SLGBTQIA plus are furries. But that's not furries are not ex, uh, are not a part of that, even though unofficially part of that. Fuck if I know because it's because it's about, cosplay, not, that, not a sexuality. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they identify as the animal they're dressing up as. What about the people that actually um, get surgery to look like cats and stuff? That's like what I are think those that's people called, called like zoophilia or something, and that's uh, could be a part of. See, there's still, we got to get them. I think they deserve a letter. I mean, they're actually they talk about transitioning. They've done it. They've given themselves cat ears and shit and faint like like tat, like a million tattoos, a bunch of plastic surgeries to look like a fucking cat. They deserve a letter more than these other people that just identify. Right. Put your right, fucking just, money where your mouth is. Get your dick chopped off, and you get a letter. Not just the these people symbol. that just change their pronouns like you. You got to do more than that. Yeah. Anybody can just put a they, them in their bio. Got There's got to be some sort of sacrifice before you're given a letter. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be hardcore. 
uh, yeah, oh it's God. the whole that yeah. whole alphabet thing is it's pretty uh pretty fucking insane. I I don't know. It's I guess right now I guess maybe if they can get uh if they can get the pedophilia side of it to be normalized, then they can move over to like the bestiality. Like for some reason, uh being gay is a lot well, I mean not for some reason, obvious reasons. Being gay is a lot more uh like accepted than uh fucking animals and kids. So but so you know, they're taking like minor steps. It's, it's the you know, it's the yeah. It's the frog in the pot. It's the whole argument that was first being made 20 <laughs> fucking years ago that they're like, oh, if you allow this, then it's only a matter of time before this, this, and this. And they're like, no, that's not the case. And here we are. Every, like, they keep on taking we steps transitioning three-year-olds. Yeah. And and that 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 black lady in the wheelchair, uh, or the motorized, I don't know what the hell is wrong with her. I mean, there's a lot wrong with her. Just... <laughs> Just by looking at her, but she's transitioning her kids now, her three-year-olds, and she's proposing a bill to allow the state to come in and take your children away from you and force uh, some sort of sex change operation. That's where we are now. Now, I don't think that bill is going to pass, but the, the idea that that would even be proposed is crazy. And like you were talking about with that lesbian couple, like, yeah, children regret this. Like, imagine if... You know, when I was three years old, I loved like Peter Pan and shit. <laughs> like, imagine if you were just, you had to be Peter Pan for the rest of your life because that's the, you know, that movie came out and it was like your, your favorite movie for a while. And then I got to run around with like a, a cape and green tights and shit. What did Peter Pan wear? That's that, right? Yeah. So it's green like green tights anyway. I don't know about it. I don't yeah. know about a cape, but maybe a little okay. pointy hat. Yeah, for sure. He had green tights and like a goofy, like uh, uh, yeah, goofy hat or something. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's insane, and of course they regret this. And you know, when I was listening to that debate, it was like even the the guy that was arguing that trans rights are under attack. He was saying that yes, you know, you do see. When people make this decision hastily to transition, you see worse outcomes, you see some regret, but it's very minimal. And it's like, I think by definition, any decision a child is making is hasty. Uh, they're young. They have no idea. They've been around for two minutes. They've had this idea in their head for like 30 seconds, and you're just going to roll with it. That's a hasty decision. Uh, by definition. So yeah, all of these kids are going to fucking regret this when this fad uh, reaches its its pinnacle, which I think we're pretty close to it. And then they, uh, I don't know what that fucking, oh, it's me above me, sorry. And then, uh, yeah, and then the fad's over. Just like think of all the, the stupid fads when you were a kid, bell bottoms, or not bell bottoms, the uh, corduroy pants were big when I was a kid, um, bell bottoms in the 70s. Uh, goth was like a big thing for a lot of kids. Yeah, like you change. You, you go through phases as a kid. And now one of these phases, thanks to this fucking movement, is um, your sexuality <laughs> needs to be fluid. And yeah, now we're going to give them surgeries and puberty blockers and, and drugs and things to validate 
their uh, their idea, their crazy ideas from age three to uh, 16, 17, whatever. Okay. So, I mean, there is starting to come some pushback to this. Like like the article that I pulled up with the, the kids that middle school um, destroying, the, like tearing down all the, the pride decorations and stuff and disrupting the, the pride uh, parade or whatever at their middle school. There's a there's a town in Michigan that has officially declared that they will no longer display pride flags or anything else in public uh, and like public uh, forums and stuff like that. Like the courthouses and stuff like that won't have any pride anything. You would you would you care to guess at the uh, religion and ethnicity of most of the people in that town? Ooh. Jewish. No, it's they're a bunch of Muslim immigrants. <laughs> yeah. Go figure, Schmacker. right? Yeah. But, but like I, and and this is becoming more and more of a thing. Like like this year you've seen a lot of the big corporations that normally have on Twitter and other social media platforms been very, you know, flamboyant and over the top with their pride displays for the month of June. Either did something briefly on June first and then took it down, or haven't done anything at all. And have really like it's 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 hit a saturation point, and people are starting to push back against it because it, it's the uh, one of the one of the Twitter accounts that was like commenting on the Blair White thing is called uh, "Gays Against Groomers," and it's hit this point where the TQIA plus aspect the, the crazy of that people. whole thing yeah the crazy people yeah, the have taken it to a point where societally it's getting pushed back on and and so now even yeah. the lgs and bs are starting to turn on that and say yeah. like look I, you've you've you have completely destroyed all of the goodwill that we created like it's it's yeah i mean it is there it's there like they they allowed that to fucking happen though. When you let fucking crazy people run amok with your movement, that's on you. Now, I, I do think that the LGBs should secede from that fucking alphabet soup community. I would have done that a long time ago. Uh, they, they need to break up because I don't understand the, the connection between LGB and the rest of the letters and plus symbols. Like they're, one of them is like, okay, yeah, I get it. And the rest of it is just absolutely insane uh, mental fucking problems. And yeah, but yeah, they had plenty of opportunities not to give them letters and lump them in with their movement. And they, and they went fucking full, full on. We're going to embrace this craziness and look, and look how far the, the crazy people took it. They're not even done yet. Well, that's, I mean, there for a while on, uh, on Twitter, one of the like trending topics and hashtags was LGB without T TQ plus. Like there's there's been there's been a big push. I I don't know. I, I it's a good thing. Like as as odd as it is to sit back and watch um, like watch this whole big thing that's been lumped together kind of split itself off and go to war with it with itself. Uh, it's it's kind of terrible, but it's also kind of good it's like okay the people who actually are at least remotely sane and can be dealt with and and like reasoned with are finally starting to realize holy shit we've allowed this whole thing to go like way too far 
And now we've got to do something about the insane people. But the insane people are the ones who are getting all of the like the social backing from the White House and all of these big corporations and all of the like, because that's the the narrative that's getting pushed. Now, anybody who is actually like just sane is being labeled as an extremist. So like before long, all of the just like normal gay dudes and lesbians are going to be a bunch of alt right white supremacists like we are. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah transphobes <sighs> yeah i'm not afraid of them uh, i'm afraid of where they're taking this <laughs> they're, they're like the least um serious people i i can't believe that they get, they've made it into just like the, the fact that they're on the like they get invited to the white house to be celebrated it's just crazy to me. But you saw what they did with the opportunity. That was great. Pulling out some fake man titties, flaunting them on the on the White House lawn. So, yep. Congratulations. I mean, that's, that's, that's the way that you um, – I guess that's the way that sanity wins is it's like the strategy that we talked about with Trump debating Biden was that Trump should have just shut the fuck up and let Biden dig his own grave. Yeah, that's the way you do it is just let them keep putting yeah, these people on display and let them keep proving that they're completely fucking insane. And eventually people see that and say, holy hell, this is not yeah. good. Yeah. Although when you try to do that, it, your account gets like suspended, like libs of TikTok. <laughs> like all, all they were doing was putting on display for you with no um, no commentary, no nothing. And you still get in trouble for that. But yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of saying the same thing about Republicans. Like, just stop, like, stop trying to put up defense. Just let, let Democrats do everything they want to do. Let them go crazy. Spend $50 trillion this year. I mean, if $7 trillion's good, why not 10? Why not 20? Why just keep adding thousands of pages to the legislature? Yeah, pass all the bills you want and see how it works. Uh, just it, let California keep going. Let, let, let them just keep rolling down this path. All right. Saying stuff like this would get us labeled as like accelerationists or whatever, but like it's, it's going to happen eventually. So why not just let it happen? Like why, yeah. why, why keep pumping the brakes and delaying the inevitable when we can see it all come to its full fruition. And then everybody gets to be like, Holy hell, maybe this. Was yeah. A and you get to see it. You get to see it, the damage, maybe hopefully before it does a lot of it. You, you know what I mean? Like we could go down this path and, you know, uh, pile up problems for 30 years until the whole thing is unfixable. Or we can kind of show you an extreme example real quick so that we can nip it in the bud. Well, you know, you know I mean, like- it, it is really it is it is really the uh, the frog in the pot analogy, like. If the pot is already boiling and you try to throw the frog in, the frog jumps out. But if you keep turning it up, that's that's what pumping the brakes yeah. and trying to keep delaying the inevitable does is it it allows us to be the fucking frog in the pot as they slowly turn the temperature up. Yeah. To yeah. take you all can the get a, a bad burn or you can die. Right. <laughs> take your, take, hold, your take all the holds off, pull back, don't stop anything, don't slow anything down. Let them burn this fucking thing real quick, and then everybody can get burned and see what it is and jump back. Like, that's 
that's the solution. And there's no chance, right? And there's no chance that they can like obfuscate what the what the core issues are, like what the problems are. They love to let enough time pass where they can blame it on all sorts of different things. Like, no, this is like a direct link. Here's the connection. You don't get to fucking obscure anything. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got a few minutes left. What else we got in the stack today? Uh, you want to close on more businesses uh, bailing out on the state of California? Uh, maybe what else do we have? Is that is that we all we got left? Uh, that's the only one that really had a whole lot of substance. I'm not sure. There was there was the thing about Ray Lewis's son, but I don't really know anything about that. Oh yeah, no, that was just like yeah. There's there's no. I mean, both of these things are just kind of uh, honorable mention. So Ray Lewis's son died at 28. Don't know why. I I know he was an athlete. He played in some football, not the NFL, but he played in some other like alternative football league or something like that. Um, just randomly died at 28. No cause of death given. But every time something like this happens, you have to wonder what happened to the young lad. Um, and then the other the other story was just, yeah, another AT&T pulling their flagship business out of San Francisco. Shocker. <laughs> uh, they're, they're blaming it on consumer trends, I think. Did Who goes to these stores? Like, I, I've never been to a telecommunications store before. <laughs> like, I've never walked into an AT&T or a Verizon or anything like that. I always just buy that shit online. Well, that's consumer shopping habits continue to change and we're changing with them. AT&T spokesman Chris Collins said on Thursday, confirming the closure. That means serving customers where they are through the right mix of retail stores, digital channels, and our phone based care team. That's every time I've actually gone to an AT&T store. Usually the people at the AT&T store give me all of this information for who I need to either call or email or what to do on their website, or they'll sit down and they'll, they'll hand you an, an iPad. And they'll show you like what you need to do on their website to access it. I'm like, I can just do this shit from home. Why did I even come to the fucking store to begin with? And what really sucks about it is a lot of times if you call customer service, customer service will tell you that you have to go to the store because you need somebody in the store to do this. And then when you get to the store, the person in the store will bring you a fucking iPad and walk you through how to do it on the website. They won't actually do anything for you. I'm like, why in God's name does this building even here? I'm going to burn the thing down. Y'all are useless to me. <laughs> Dude, uh, can you go on YouTube and pull up a clip? It, the show's called Louder Milk. Do Louder Milk like phone store or something. It should come right up. But th what I find so funny about this is if it's just based on consumer habits, why is it always in San Francisco? <laughs> I mean, yes, the consumer habits in San Francisco are changing. Instead of going into stores and purchasing things, people are going into stores and just stealing them. Um, those are the consumer habits that are changing. If it was absolutely just the, you know, the way of the world is going down this different direction, then they'd be closing flagship stores all over the country. I haven't seen that. It always just seems to be in San Francisco, just one business after another in San Francisco. So I'm just, I just thought that was just one more thing. Cause we've talked about the hotels closing or, or not paying off their, um, there are hundreds of millions of dollars in loans. They're just going to let those fucking let those go. 
yeah, San Francisco is really, really uh, quickly going down the drain. Well, I mean, Did you find all the of these, no, I found I found one in the uh, coffee shop, which was fucking hilarious. I remember watching that one. I haven't, I haven't found the, uh, <coughs> the one from the phone store. Damn it. Louder milk. New phone. Let me see. I'll send it to you. <laughs> it, it, they, is, it is pretty impressive and amazing how like a lot of these uh, like big cities are just hemorrhaging businesses like so many of these prominent businesses that have been kind of staples like this one you know like they refer to this as like their flagship store like a lot of these places that had like really prominent footprints in these communities and they're closing them down because either either people aren't going to these stores anymore or like in the case of a lot of these big cities like like san francisco like chicago they're they are constantly being just hammered by theft, by uh, vandalism, like higher taxes. Yeah, the higher taxes. Like it's it's become insane, and and like nobody wants to be around these places anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and I the commercial real estate, um, like we've talked about, is is crazy like san francisco real like imagine how much they paid and just to have that store in like downtown san francisco or something i'm sure it was an incredible amount of money so anyway did you get yeah for, uh, uh, i mean it's kind of a long clip i don't know if we can watch the whole thing but it was just it's Mr. totally sour milk? Money. sour milk yeah the bean guys I'm Colton. How can I help you? He just called my name, except it's Sam Loudermilk. Oh, I'm sorry. This appointment is for Mr. Sourmilk. No, Sourmilk? No, I told that's me. It just autocorrects to Sourmilk. Well, I'm sorry, but the screen says Mr. Sourmilk. I'm happy to make you another appointment, though. What did you say your name was? Sam Loudermilk. Oh, if you could just take a seat, just for a second. Thank you. Shit. Sam Loudermill? Yeah. <laughs> the video's cool. lagging. Yeah. That's too bad. All right, can you see it? Look, I need to get a new phone. A baby peed on it, and it doesn't work. What's your ID and password? Well, I have no idea. You mean the the password I used to get into the phone? <laughs> no, no, no. That's your passcode. Your ID will have the same alphanumeric password you used to log into the SkyCloud. Oh, the SkyCloud account. Why didn't you say that? No, I don't know what that is. Do you hear that? Sorry. No, it, it cut out. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking to get a there, new phone. Much... Do we need that? Yes, we do. But not to worry. You can actually reset your user ID and password right from your mobile device. But my phone won't turn on. That's why I'm here. Can I just give you my license? Uh, no. Why don't we start with your phone number? Do you know that? Yes, I know that. All right, I found you. Okay, so 
What kind of device were you looking to get today? The new Z, the ZR, the Z9. We do have a couple of the new ZR9s, but we're sold out in Graphite Dream. Just give me whatever one is cheapest. That really depends on what you're looking to get out of your mobile device. Do you use a lot of social media networking apps? Do you like to create and upload digital content? No, nothing like that. Okay, so how do you use it? As a phone. Just get me hey, a... Can I just stop you for one second? These are much more than phones, okay? Check this out. So, you're texting your friend. Hey, wanna meet for brunch? I would never do that. I hear you. Pretty boring. Right. <laughs> Seth, check out what that would look like on the new ZR9. Are we brunching or what, fam? <laughs> okay, look, Colton, just give me a basic phone, okay? No apps, no features, preferably no touchscreen. Do, do you have any where the numbers are still buttons? Like a flip phone? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I think we're all out, but you're welcome to check back 15 years ago. The only phones with actual buttons nowadays are those burner phones you see at CD convenience stores. They're the ones drug dealers use. Let's pretend for a second that I'm looking for a phone here in this store. Just give me your cheapest phone. I don't need apps. I don't need brunch with a talking horse. I just want a phone to make phone calls with. The phone you're describing wouldn't be able to receive internet. Emergency broadcast warnings, amber alerts. It's just reckless. I'm sorry, I'm late for my appointment. Name? Rick Sourmilk. Yeah. Oh man, just classic. <laughs> uh, yeah, the video is still behind on my end. I don't know what was going on with that, but yeah, the whole that whole scene is just pretty funny show. Louder Milk. I don't know. It was like three, maybe three seasons or something on Amazon Prime. Didn't get a lot of fanfare, but yeah. It was really good. I watched. I've watched most of season one, and uh, like everything that I've seen of it is really. It's really funny. It's uh, if you're a fan of like Office Space or or stuff like that, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and he he's able to hit on a lot of fucking frustrating things. Like, oh yeah, just log in. Like, what's your fucking password for this? Like, dude, I don't fucking know. You've given me like thirteen different passwords. I remember on my work phone there was like something yeah there's a password to unlock the phone and then there was a password to log in to your phone so you get emails and, shit. and there's like 13 different fucking passwords for everything the cloud I, I don't know what the cloud stuff is like it's just crazy man the whole thing is fucking insane and it's infuriating when you actually have to get something done like i spent more time i know i complained about this on or something it was probably for the sub stack where I, I spent more time just trying to log in to get tax documents from like all my banks and shit than I actually did doing my taxes. They've gone insane with all of this stuff. Uh, but yeah, classic scene. It was just so great. I know the video was like packed up. It was behind, but it was just so good. Where he's like, oh, I'll create, I can create a new appointment for you if you want to just go wait over there for a few minutes. And he waits for like 30 seconds. And nothing happens. And then he sits like right when he sits down in the beanbag again, he gets his name. God damn it. <laughs> Just fucking classic. So good show. I think we can get out of there on that for a uh, <laughs> wrap up our Friday live. Peter Gibbons. Yeah. I haven't seen Office Space in a long time. Probably need to watch that again.
that's that's one of those movies that uh, I asked or I, I'll make like you know references to it from time to time. And my kids are like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Office Space." Have we really not watched that? I'm like, no. Like, I'm a bad dad. We've got to watch Office Space. So that's on the uh, that's on the list of upcoming things that I'll be watching with the kids. Yeah, yeah, just some some great movies. These kids today, they have no idea. I, I feel so bad for them. They they like they have to watch the shit that comes out now. <laughs> like all this woke shit where they just. What passes for a good movie or a good show now is you just like throw in some LGBTQ stuff. You have the obligatory gay character. You make sure you have like, you know, one person from every demographic. And then you have a good show. Or you remake an old show, but you just paint everybody a different color. All right. So I've got all the original stuff on DVD in there so we can sit down and watch it at any time, completely unsullied by modern bullshit. Yeah, you know some of the yeah some of these platforms they'll like, oh we're gonna take that episode down because it's offensive now. They did that. I know it was like uh, maybe it was Peacock or something. They like took down one episode of The Office. I think like the um, Diversity Day episode or something because it was offensive, or maybe it wasn't even that one. It was something else. I forget which episode. It could have been Diversity Day. But yeah, they'll just like take it off their platform because they don't like it. Get those original DVDs. You got a DVD player. Dude, how fucking so hillbilly, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for I'm ready for the end of the world. Do you still have one of those TVs that has the VHS built into the bottom of it? <laughs> I think I've got one in the garage, as a matter of fact. It's like a thir- yeah, like a 13-inch screen, and then the bottom half of it is just mm-hmm. for I got video. The, I got the big one. I got the one with the 19-inch screen. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, these so kids today have no idea out. what it was like. Like, my first TV didn't even have a remote control. <laughs> it had buttons on the top of it, and you had to push, like, get up and push the buttons to change or, the uh, channel. Or having to to turn the antenna to get different channels and then sometimes the antenna would get stuck and so one of us kids would have to go out and climb the antenna tower and unstick it so that it would move because the tower wasn't strong enough to hold my dad if he climbed it so it had to be one of like one of us had to be the one that went up yeah yeah goddamn these kids they, they have all this content at their fingertips but none of it is as good as the old stuff <laughs> We sound like a bunch of fucking grandpas on this show. All right. We boomered out. Yeah. It's time to get on with our Fridays, I think. You got anything going on this weekend you need to plug? No, not this weekend. Next week will be a different story. All right. Well, um, let's see. Uh, Next week I will be traveling starting on Tuesday, I think. Yeah. So I've been recording a bunch of um, videos to put out for the Substack. I, you know, I've been talking a lot about putting on some more um, trading, trading videos and things like that. So I, I did do one thing a couple of years ago. It was like a probably like an hour and a half long uh, training thing just on basic uh, market structure and technical analysis. I'm going to break that up into shorter videos. And put that out on the Substack for the subscribing, the paid subscribers. 
And then after that, I'm putting together a bunch of videos on actually how to execute trades um, based on different patterns and uh, just like maybe five or six trading techniques that I've used over the years that I think are good for beginners and just kind of interesting. So I'm going to be putting that stuff out in the sub stack throughout the next uh, month or so for all of the paid subscribers there. So you can, there are two different ways that you'll be able to get that content. If you become a paid subscriber to the sub stack, you'll get it. Or if you want to set up a recurring donation to the podcast, I'll link to that, uh, support the show of uh, $5 or more every month. You'll get that. You'll get access to the Thursday night happy hours that I think are going to become Friday night happy hours again. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, you'll get access to that and, uh, and a bunch of other content that I, that I put out that only um, the inner circle folks get. So stay tuned for some of that. Um, I'm not exactly sure. We got to talk off air about what kind of schedule we're going to do podcast wise for the next month or so, but yeah, looking forward to that. I will be broadcasting from Europe, maybe Switzerland, Italy, some Greek islands should be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. I'll link to everything in the description and just remember you guys know what to do keep on peddling that so-called fiction peace